0: these intriguing sounds are part of a work called spring live created by our guest on the year that made me today Ikwe mori from playing drums in new york city's punk rock scene in the late 1970s to creating award-winning music using only her laptop Ikwe is a pioneering electronic musician based in New York, but born in Tokyo, Japan. Over five decades, Ikwe has transformed the use of percussion in improvised music and inspired generations of electronic musicians. That's according to the MacArthur Foundation, which recently awarded Ikwe one of their famous million-dollar, no-strings-attached grants. Ikwe Mori, welcome to The Year That Made Me. Hi, thank you. Nikoi, could you tell us a little bit about your life in Japan before you came to America?
1: I was born in 53. It's like less than 10 years after the World War II ended in Japan. So everybody was kind of poor when I was grown up as a childhood. And then um, I was – my family was like just a businessman and how uh, my mother is just a a – uh, being a house uh, mother, doing, taking care of kids. Um, pretty traditional uh, form of uh, Japanese family then.
0: Yeah. Were you musical as a child?
1: Actually, I was not really getting a, a special education for that. It was just uh, being a school, I like to play uh, instruments, but um, not really... St- Uh, aiming to be a musician or anything like that. Really, it happened to be, everything happened to be when I uh, arrived to New York in 77. And it's 1977,
0: which you've chosen, Ikwe, as the year that made you. Could you tell us what was happening in your life before you came to New York and why you made the decision to go to New York?
1: Right. Um, I was a, a visual a student actually in an art school and didn't even finish it, but uh, I was surrounded by musician friends. And um, we, that especially around 75, 76, I w- were listening to a lot of uh, music from created in, in New York and also interested in art scene in new york and what's happening then then we finally decided myself and my friend actually a a musician guitar player and we just happened to be in new york to sightseeing like tourists as a tourist um, just to see the live music and see the museum and walking and walking around the New York street. That's the reason to be there. Then this everything happened in uh, within three months. I, I was there just meeting a lot of interesting young people that I wanted to start a new band that are actually the time is a punk like a post punk era and new wave music and very alive time. That's how I get into music.
0: Yeah, so you came to New York as a tourist, although it sounds by the sounds of things, a tourist with a particular interest in art and music. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're in a band, DNA, which is one of <laughs> yeah. the uh, key bands in what's described as the no-wave music scene. Could you explain no-wave music for us and tell us what your role in the band was?
1: So I wasn't, I never played the drums before I met Art Lindsay But first my Friend was recruited to the band with Lydia Ranch and James Chance, and we they are rehearsing and I was there. A the lot of other young people are just hanging there, and one day, Ato asked me, "What do you do? And why don't you play a drums there?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just start playing, and then the next. Things I be become a drama of this DNA. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> like so you, like that. You,
0: yeah, right. So, so you had you drummed before?
1: No, but <laughs> I, so, somehow I could keep this uh, four beats or something. I could kind of uh, amaze myself, but um, maybe more like a taiko drumming. Yes, yeah, but
0: because the the, the MacArthur <laughs> Foundation biography says that your early work featured driving rhythms influenced by Japanese taiko yeah, drumming. Yeah, that's
1: the only way I can kind of play. But I, actually, I could play with a bass, kick, and hi hat also. So was, um, they so that right away I was become a drummer, and it was so much fun to play. <laughs> The music with people that are also just pick up the instrument then and oh. we never talk about um technical terms as we more like talking about abstract ideas and so it's more much more uh, less intimidated to me to just start playing oh. so that's 77 um, i arrived in new york like march and then already met those people around June and then by the end of the 77 I was already in stage playing in front of an um, audience in bands so <laughs> well,
0: what what did your family and friends from Japan make of that sudden transition
1: yeah my my parents well i told them i just come back in 3 months and then end up like 6 years i couldn't go back so First, I couldn't really uh, say anything uh, honestly to my parents, but only friend was really um, uh, supportive about uh, me staying in New York and Mm. starting a new life.
0: On The Year That Made Me, we're speaking with Ikwe Mori, who, as we've heard in 1977, had a radical transformation from tourist to drummer. So DNA was the band that you played until 1982. When DNA disbanded, you started using drum machines. Uh, How did that come about and what did it make possible for you as an artist?
1: Um, After DNA broke up, it's really limited uh, access for the drum set and the rehearsal space. So I was looking for something I can Work at home, and my friend gave to me small drum machine, very simple one. Then I totally in love with programming rather than practicing drums. So then I'm um, just experiment with a uh, drum machine that are uh, you not supposed to do, like take out a uh, quantitize and not keeping a beat, but more like uh, in randomly. As I play live, then I just one drum machine become a two drum machine and three drum machine and become kind of orchestrating a drum machine until 99.
0: And... I understand that these days your instrument really is your laptop. So you've continued the sort of uh, expansion as an artist based on technological developments. Could you tell us what you what new aspects working on a, a laptop has added to the uh, the creative output you produce? Uh,
1: it's huge, because original idea is to put the three dollar machine to one laptop because. Uh, It's so much everything in one laptop rather than carrying a cable and an effector. But also then um, that really opened up another possibility, creating a visual and uh, much more processing. I'm still using a drum machine sounds, but um, somehow more um, adding a process power and... Mm. It's just a twisting and um, slowing down, tempo changing and all kinds of things. Yeah.
0: Ikwe, uh, I can imagine that for a creative artist, getting something like a MacArthur grant, a million-dollar, no-strings-attached grant, could be anything from a dream come true to uh, the nightmare of endless possibilities once you've got this grant. Uh, How do you feel receiving the MacArthur grant? And have you had a chance yet to to think about how you're going to use it?
1: Really not, no. I'm I'm still really... um, is still in shock. Part of it, I like to return to my community, that I'm, I'm, you know, the music community, also this uh, community, I'm like living here for 45 years, same place in East Village. And this, and I could have done myself, just myself, was really a lot of support from this uh, music community, Really made me, so I like to return some to, of course, and to myself. <laughs> but of I course, really yes, like well deserved start, after such know. a long
0: career, and and <laughs> I I can imagine that it it must be uh, challenging to form a career out of experimental uh, music in the way that you have. Uh, so you've created seven pieces that are inspired by these female artists who worked well into their 80s and 90s, and, and you said in, yeah. in, in at least one case into their 100s, is
1: that right? Yes. Yeah. Toko the, Shinoda the is a Japanese painter. She was just passed out and 107 years old, but she was working till up up to there.
0: Well, so it sounds like an inspiration for many more years for you to create work as well, Ikwe. Uh, It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for joining us on The Year That Made Me and and, and congratulations on receiving your MacArthur Fellowship. We always finish The Year That Made Me by asking our guest to choose a song for us. And I think we we may have heard a hint in one of your earlier answers, Ikwe, because you used the phrase... Blank Generation, uh, and that's the song that you've chosen. Could you tell us uh, what that song is about and why you've chosen it?
1: <laughs> because uh, that's the that kind of music I was listening before coming to New York, and uh, like Patti Smith and Richard Hill uh, television, that's what uh, kind of make me come to New York to really hear the live music. Mm. And also this uh, Bob, uh, Robert Quine, he was in a band the Boidoys. Later, I had a chance to work with him to create this uh, album called The Painted Desert with um, Mark Lebo and Bob Quine and myself in the drum machine. That's all kind of so the, I, I didn't really think about it till today. Oh, Blank Generation maybe. <laughs> and also the 77 and No Wave. So yes. it's like, oh, maybe uh, <laughs> come together.
0: Great. Well, for old time's sake, and we'll imagine you uh, sitting in Japan listening to Blank Generation by Richard Hell and the Voidoids as we play it now in 2022 on the Australian radio. And Ikwe uh, Mori, thank you once again for joining us.
1: Okay. Thank you so much.
0: Just a taste of The Blank Generation by Richard Hell and the Voidoids. Our selection by, I guess, on the year that made me, Ikwe Mori. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.